Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt guess, 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 it's, guess. It's, okay. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Nah, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bowhunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts, a.k.a. the OKest podcast in the Midwest, coming at you from the OKest Hunter podcast studio be sure to head on over to okshunter.com. Enter in code W2H podcast for 10% off. Give back to Conversant. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I was so close to the finish line. Give back to conservation. Have fun and uh, put an end to buck shaming. Sounds great. Holy Santa Claus poop. <laughs> right there, man. <laughs> could taste the victory. I also could taste the sketch. And a boy. And I'd have to say it's pretty damn good. How you doing, Greg? Good, Eric. How about yourself? Good. Good, thanks for scaring all the deer away on Friday. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime you want someone to just go in uh, kamikaze and wreck the whole thicket, I'm your guy. <laughs> it's like, I thought I heard something over oh, the other yeah. side of the marsh. <laughs> deer just bouncing everywhere. <laughs> Although, you know, I did have some squirrels that had my heart racing for half a second. I was like, yeah. duh, you got me. First sit of the year. All right. We got it out of the way. Well, actually, second sit of the year because we hunt in January. But, yeah. you know, you get the idea. Yeah. First sit of the season. Yep. First set of the 2020 official tag season. Is your uh, deer from two weeks ago processed? Already? All processed. I'm just waiting for CWD results, and that's and it. Then you're going to dig in? And I'm going to dig in. What's your first meal going to be? Probably a loin on the grill. Okay. So uh, Down and dirty, quite simple. Are you Loin gonna, on the grill. Are uh, you going to like invite me over? Yeah. <sighs> you want to use the pit boss oh wow should we do like a tuesday special next week see if we do a tuesday special you're not gonna be there's gonna be some family involved because they're gonna want a taste of that too so we're gonna have to maybe strategically figure this out a little better all right all right i might just get my own deer i guess and do it my damn self no i don't have a problem sharing do you want to play some ads let's play some ads should we go with this one or this one you pick which one you push the button Oh, well, I guess I pushed the button. You did it. Wake up and smell the coffee. Backwoods grind coffee, that is. Now, this ain't your fancy schmancy city boy coffee. This is what your grandpappy used to drink. And lucky enough for you loaf around slack asses, they got a subscription service. Deliver any other six blends right to your door. Even a sampler. I like the fireside blend. Nice and dark. They got something to suit every one of your tastes, light to dark and everything in between. Backwoods Grind Coffee, for those who work hard and 
play harder. Take a look at your feet. Are you wearing Gum Leaf USA boots? You said no. You gotta reevaluate some things. Each pair is handmade and tested to take over a million flexes. These boots will take just about anything you can throw at them. Use promo code W2H2020 for 10% off your final purchase at gumleafusa.com. So I'll do the code and then you'll do the ad. Do the code. Backwoodsgrind.com. W2H podcast for 10% off. Just get some of their coffee. It's good. You're going to like it. You won't be disappointed. You'll probably thank us. Like Loaf everybody else. Slack ass you. That's right. Get it done. Get some freaking energy going, you know? Put some... Put that discount code in the ad, would you? <laughs> I thought about <laughs> it, and then I just didn't do it. Way to go. Yeah. All right. What do you got? You got... Uh, yeah, I got Vector Custom Shop. Yeah. So if you're looking for a custom built to your spec arrow, look no further than custom... VectorCustomShop.com. See, I already jacked Custom it up. Vector Custom Shop. Yeah. Let's see, now we derailed the train. VectorCustomShop.com. If uh, you can order a test pack of two different types of arrows if you want, uh, weighted to your size, or weighted, weighted to your requirement, I guess, uh, your spine and, and whatever you want to do with it. Two different spines, whatever you want to do with it. See, I'm already jacked up. And uh, give them a test flight. See which one shoots best for you. And then once uh, you figure out what shoots best, you can go with a half dozen or a dozen arrows. And then from there, when you go to check out, use code where to hunt, and that'll save you 10% off anything on VectorCustomShop.com. That's a big deal. 10% off of their stuff, that's going to get you pretty far. Every little bit helps. Right. It's not a cheap hobby. No, and, and you know, before we bring our guest on, uh, just as we're in the front of the show, let's get some things out of the way here. September 30th, uh, only a few days away, we're going to announce our giveaway winner. We still have to get one more thing. Uh, so surprise, we'll figure out what that is in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd want to learn more, just go to our website, wheretohuntapp.com, go to the giveaway page and you can sign up. It's pretty straightforward. You pay five bucks a month and that gets you into a drawing every three months. So, and, and don't worry, the prize outweighs the cost by a lot. Um, the value of these prizes, I think for the next one, we're, I think we're like north of $500 for sure, at least. And then if you, when you sign up, you're going to get a koozie and a sticker. So like, that's kind of cool. Um, what else? There was one other thing. Oh yeah. And if you want to share, if you want to share like a memorable hunt with us, you can do that. If you want to share a shot of the week story with us, you can do that. Uh, there's a link in our Instagram bio, or you can just send us a message and we'll help you out. No big deal. So um, that way I don't got to like sit awkwardly in front of the camera every night waiting for someone to tell me a story. <laughs> Come on, tell me your story. It's like it. You know, I'm just in the sewer waiting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Pennywise. <laughs> Who we got tonight? So Derek Malcor with uh, the great art doors is joining us tonight to tell us his story of the buck he just got. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I haven't heard it yet. I think you have more details, so you can probably guide the questions. I've got a little bit of details, you but some context? I, I didn't want to, I don't want to give it all away. All right. All right. Before we get into Derek's story about the buck that he had just tagged, uh, you're going to want to hear it, by the way. However, let's go ahead and get into W2H Rut Club Radio. <laughs> Of 
Club Radio airs every Tuesday for hunting season, so that's September 1st through December 31st. Obviously, there's some holidays in there, but 5.45 p.m. Central Standard Time to 6.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, sometimes up to 6.30, depending on how many callers we get. That's when we're running it. If you want to call into Rock Club Radio, you certainly can. The phone number is 262-757-4122. Just know we'll be live at that time. So if you want to call in, you can. Or uh, you can catch us live as we broadcast to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to check us out around that time on Tuesday nights for Ruck Club Radio for your chance to call in. And when you call in, you're entered into a chance to win some heated hunts gear. Uh, if you don't know more about Heated Hunts, I encourage you to go check them out at HeatedHunts.com. Be sure to use code WHERE, the number two, the word hunt, for 10% off. And uh, if you do call in, you'll be entered into, like I said, a chance to win. We'll announce the winners at the end of every month for those three months. So pretty neat stuff. Uh, great gear. They make Heated Hunts scent dispensers that warms up uh, urine in various scents so it can travel farther, not freeze when it gets cold out. Uh Pretty cool stuff. Anyways, let's get into our call of the week for this week for Rock Club Radio. Dude, my auto screen is god awful. It says Chevy Big Blocks. I'm like, okay, well that makes sense, you know. <laughs> nope, nope. Big Blocks is what I said, but. <laughs> I mean, do you ride? Do you call. rock a Chevy Big Block? I mean, that could be a thing, you know. Yeah. I guess I'm not. I'm not much of the motor guy. I don't really know how they work. Me neither, dude. <laughs> uh, I used to turn wrenches in high school, but anyway, what's going on, dude? How are you doing? Like, what do you got going on out on the East Coast and in, in Connecticut? What are you seeing? Man, I, I, the the our season came here uh, September fifteenth. Um, things have kind of been pretty cool, actually. Some uh, been finding actually some uh, starts to some scrapes and some rubs. So we actually, it's actually kind of cool to find that and been hunting those pretty hard with the, we actually had white oaks, um, dropping acorns here in the, for the first time in actually three years. So we've actually been able to hunt some of the hardwoods real hard, um, and actually know what our food sources are. Is that bringing them out during the day? Yeah, for sure. A lot, a lot of good buck movement during the day still, uh, in the early season because they're still on that whole, the feed to bed pattern, um, and you actually are seeing them during the day more. That's a big actually, deal. A lot of big bucks have been dropping around here. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, we still have, I had a buddy yesterday who actually um, had a deer in the probably 130, 140 class that still had full velvet on. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Yep. Still getting trail camera pictures seen floating around the guys that still have velvet on. And so it's pretty crazy, actually. Wow, man. That's super cool. There's a, uh, it's really hard to like be on social and seeing that it starts to drive you kind of crazy. Like I actually have made a point this season to not do as much of that because I start to get really weird. Like, like you get that, it's not competitive, but you start to get like this FOMO, like fear of missing out thing that starts to like mm-hmm. perpetuate. <sighs> oh, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. You know? It, I think I think I'm with you there, Eric, and that's kind of what I've dropped off a lot of the local, um, the local Facebook pages for that reason, because I think that that seems to drive your whole entire season, and you're always trying to catch up with that whole fear of missing out kind of thing. Yep, and then you just start to go kind of crazy. I think I don't know, mm-hmm. like, you're like 
I got friends. Did you see the Did you see the Wisconsin rut report? I'm like, no, dude, I'm not checking that. <laughs> like, I didn't see it. Don't show it to me. It's not good for my health. Right. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. Because you're like, oh, well, I got to do this or I got to do that because they're doing this or they're doing that. I think if you kind of just keep your nose to the grind, and just keep doing what you're doing, you'll be successful. Yep. Just do your thing. And, and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. So are you getting out this weekend sure. or what? But there's definitely some good. What's that? Are you getting out this weekend coming up? Yeah, actually, I'm getting out tomorrow. Um, getting able to hunt tomorrow. I hunted today. Um, some good movement. Still, they're hitting those. Hitting those. It's able to get on some of the food pots. I had 19 in the food pot last night. And for the East Coast, that's huge. Wow. That's giant. Um, it's a lot. So it's kind of kind of cool. I mean, the season's kind of been really good. With that. We had two real mild winters, and you know, a lot of a lot of good deer on the ground and. Hopefully, I'm still kind of chasing bucks. I got that in my mind past a couple of does. But so you haven't taken a doe yet? It's 37 degrees here right now. What? Really? What's that? Mm-hmm. 37? Yeah, the past three nights got down to 37 degrees. Wow. Man, like we, it was beautiful last week, like 60s. And this week, we're cranking up to the 80s again. So... We're wow. still in that transition from summer to fall, and it just doesn't know what it wants to do. And then I think next week we drop down to the fifties. So that that'll get the deer on their feet, moving and feeding. Yeah, and hopefully it'll you know obviously like so today actually was one of the more warmer days uh, so far, and like all of a sudden all the bees and mosquitoes are back out again. All right, let's get into the story from Derek Melkor. I hope you're excited, and uh, thanks. For um, Drive with Outdoor Drive podcast, calling in and keeping the the Ruck, the Ruck Club radio alive, it's always pretty awkward. And I just have to sit there and drink beer by myself. So please, everybody, be sure to mark your calendars and call in for Ruck Club radio every Tuesday going forward for the rest of the season at 5.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right, let's get into it. Derek, you're, you're live officially. We unmuted you, so welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. How's everybody doing? <clears throat> doing great, man. Uh, excited to hear your story and how it all played out. Yeah, uh, it's it's been a bit of an interesting fall here. As you guys know, uh, the last time I talked to you on the show here, I think we were still up in Peshtigo, me and the family, and just kind of mulling over a move down south. And uh, now we're all moved in and settled in to our new home. So it's been a, a kind of wild summer of trying to figure out where in the heck I'm going to spend most of my fall hunting and in the woods. Um, we, we actually did a big woods talk the last time we were on here. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, yep. It's definitely been, it's definitely been a little different, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out these Southeastern Wisconsin woods and what little woods there is. So it's been fun this summer. I've been running, trying to run a lot of trail cameras just to figure out, <clears throat> you know, which properties I want to focus on. And it's, uh, it's been a learning curve, you know, it's, there's a lot more deer down here and they're more concentrated. But what I found was in the summertime, man, my trail cameras, the first time I put them out, I was disappointed. I was putting them in all the wrong spots. <laughs> so used to up North and getting them deep, you know, back in the woods. And I thought these spots were awesome and I checked them and man, I had nothing on my trail cameras. So I was almost getting a little bit, a little bit disappointed in myself. <laughs> I actually talked to Greg and, he was talking about getting some decent pictures. Um, I think he was near a bean field or something like that. Yeah. 
I was like, man, pull your head out of your butt, Derek. Like, get out of the woods. Yeah, get man, it, it, woods. it is a totally different. Go find some summer deer. Yeah, it's it's totally different, you know, and like you and I had talked back and forth up in the north woods. I mean, really the better food sources are are probably going to be acorns or if there's any kind of green food source. But north woods deer do a lot more browsing on, on brush and whatever they can find. And our deer down here do too, but... You got a big food plot anywhere you look. If it's corn, if it's beans, if it's alfalfa. I mean, I know for a fact deer will feed on green corn. They don't necessarily eat the cobs as much, but they'll eat the green leaves. I've got got them on my trail cameras eating green leaves this year. It's crazy. But if you can get on an edge of a bean field like you did, and you got some phenomenal footage, just as I did, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Your food plot is right there. You can see the trails coming to it, and if you can get permission to set up on a bean field, if it's if it's bordering or if it's on public, that's a feather in your cap. So you're saying it's like yeah, because I mean, of Greg that you had some success this year? No, it wasn't because of me. <laughs> no, no, not taking <laughs> well, that. Yeah, in talking in talking with Greg, though, it definitely pointed me in the right direction. I think I was just you know so excited and so gung ho yeah. to get out there and attack the woods. That you know, you find some you know some historical sign, buck sign, yep. and my cameras were they were in the right spot, just in the wrong time. If I had them up, you know, mid October through November, I'm sure you know there was going to be deer running through there. It just I was I was way overthinking it, and I had them there at the wrong time of year. Sure. Are you planning on keeping any of those cameras out, locking them up, and and keeping them in those areas? Or are you going to pull them? Um, well, I, I did readjust some of them already just to figure out some earlier season patterns. Sure. But uh, for the rest of the season here, now that my buck tag is used up, uh, I definitely plan on letting some soak. I'll probably do some readjusting quickly, hopefully before <clears throat> even the beginning of October here, yeah. and try to leave some in some areas that I normally wouldn't run them even. You know, get in there, throw them up, and just leave them for the whole season so I can kind of really gain some you know bedding area intel and in those spots that I found that's, that's my goal here in the next couple of weeks, I guess. Perfect. Never stop. And so where are you at now? Like yep. you, you had moved, you sound like Greg last fall. He was like going through all this similar chaos moving and, and all this and that right in the cusp of deer season. Um, where are you, where are you at now? So uh, we got a house in mid July. We were able to close on it and move in We're <clears throat> we're in West Bend. Um, and I'm working in Hartford at uh, at the high school there. And so far, so good. Um, job's going well. House is working out great. We're all settled in. I actually uh, got a whole bunch of my deer heads and shed antlers from the cabin up north, which was kind of weird taking them out of there. But my dad could use the extra space anyway. So I got them all in the basement. So it's a little bit of up north, down south now. So, uh, yeah, we're settled in. Family's enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying it, learning lots of new little pieces of property, but learning nonetheless. That's cool. I, I, uh, West Bend's not terribly far from an area that I would hunt when I lived in Pewaukee. I haven't been there in a while now, but I used to hunt, um, what's it called? Monchez Park, which is kind of by like Holy Hill. Mm-hmm. And, and you feel like you're up north over there, but so you're not. Um, there's, a, there's some good properties that way. Um, but hard to hard to think about how to navigate them because there's so much hunting pressure, you know. 
Yeah, and that's what, you know, that's what a lot of this summer has kind of been is like, yeah, I'm scouting for gear, but I'm also, you know, you got, you're looking for tree stands and entry, tra- you know, trails, cat eye tax and trying to figure out which properties are getting pressure. And I don't know, running around in the summer, it didn't seem too bad. You know, you find some stands that have been left up, but uh, I noticed in the last two weeks before bow season here, man, the human traffic on my cameras just picked up like crazy. And uh, I know you guys dabble with mock scrapes a little bit, which is something I've always done with my trail cameras. <laughs> and uh, this last Sunday, we, I took my son with me to go check a camera I had on the edge of a bean field after Greg's inspiration. And I had a nice mock scrape set up and got pictures of some guys walking over it. And they must have really liked my mock scrape because I got about a dozen pictures of him hauling in a ladder stand and setting it up within 15 yards over my mock scrape. Darn it all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gotta love it. And that's the one of the challenges of hunting public is you never know. I mean, you you see the sign, so if there's other guys walking around, and if if they're wise to it, they see the sign. Well, I might as well set up here. What's even funnier is it's you you made a mock scrape, and they looked at it and said, "Well, deer are using it, so let's let's take advantage of it." So. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, not, not to knock that guy, you know, he, like you said, you know, he found it and I had it near a white oak tree that had acorns. So oh, yeah. I mean, Beautiful that's money. That's no money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I had my camera, you know, up in the air and you just didn't see it, which was fine. And it kind of worked out because, so my son and I, we walked in there and I could see some boot tracks, you know, so I kind of wanted to get that camera out of there because it was on the edge of the field. I didn't want to get stolen. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, I saw the ladder stand. So I was like, "Hey, Gus, that's my son's name." I said, "Gus, let's, you know, somebody's got a tree stand. You want to go see it?" And so he's looking at it, and you know, he's playing on it, and he thought it was the coolest thing that there was a tree stand there. And I had my climbing stick to get my camera, so he's climbing up on there. And Dad, let's look for deer. And it was just a fun day of, yeah, we got to check the camera, and it was disappointing to see the human pressure, but like he was really into it that day and looking for tracks and that kind of set up the day. Cause then I was just, you know, happy all day. And uh, it turned out that that night was the night that I got my buck. So after we went home and, you know, checked the cards, I decided to go elsewhere for the evening hunt because of all the human pressure. And uh, that day of him kind of being into hunting is kind of what led me to shooting that buck. Cause it was a nice buck and I'm very, very happy, very proud. Um, but typically maybe I'd, you know, let him walk a little later in the season just so I could hunt more. But uh, I just, he was so into hunting that day that I thought, oh, man, if I got a buck tonight, like, you know, that might be the icing on the cake that really hooks them and get them into it. Absolutely. You know, it just worked out that way. Yeah. I, I would totally do the same thing. I think, you know, if, if I knew my, my, one of my kids or a niece or a nephew was all excited about it. And then and that, that, that op- yeah. opportunity is there. It's pretty hard to pass that up because then it's like, yeah, it's a memory that's going to stick with him for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's what, three? Yeah. Is he three now? Yeah, he's, he's about three and a half. Okay. Yeah, he's three and a half. Yeah. So, yep. so he. That's indelible. That they'll remember. It's to that. the point where he's going to remember some of it or, or a good amount of it. And that's going to be a good memory for him. And you, you guys did a great job of taking some pictures and doc, kind of documenting it. And now he's going to, you know, you put that picture up in his bedroom or whatever. or on the wall, it's in the hallway or wherever, 
he's, every time he walks by that picture, he's just going to remember, yep, I got to climb a tree stand, and I got to check, help Dad check cameras. And He'll post it in 20 years, Throwback Thursday, yeah. my old man, yeah. <laughs> Father's Day or something. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Man, totally. my dad was a killer. Yeah, <laughs> he is. That's awesome. But it, it's great stuff, man. And yeah. that's what's going to keep the keep the tradition going. So, so like... Let's let's hear it, man. Like maybe not the hunt specifically just yet, but like let's lead into it. Like you had done a couple hunts prior to that. Like let's hear the story, dude. Let's hear kind of how it happened. My dog is barking up a storm. Yeah. Um, so uh, after after I readjusted some some of my summer cameras that were really fall cameras, I readjusted them to some new locations, and uh, I started getting some nice buck pictures. And uh, my second card pull, I think I pulled five cameras one day in five different properties and everyone had what I would consider a shooter buck, you know, like three and a half or older. Nice. So I was feeling pretty good about that. A um, couple of nice tens in there, nothing gigantic, but all bucks that I would be very, very happy to take uh, my first year in a new area. <clears throat> so going over ideas with buddies, you know, and talking and sharing pictures, you know, I was excited and uh, opening weekend, I don't know. Didn't, I didn't get out, you know, both days. It was a little bit rainy. I hunted that night. It was a little misty Saturday night of opening weekend. And I kind of went to uh, an off location that I walked through. And I didn't have any cameras there, but <clears throat> there was an apple tree a couple hundred yards away. And I thought maybe, you know, the wind was just not good for any of my, my better spots. So I tried that. Had a bunch of guys in there close by at near dark shooting pistols. And it didn't work out. And, I threw a couple hunts here and there and uh, none of them were really at the locations that I had kind of pinned down. I just didn't want to burn anything out yet. And uh, it was, it was still a little warm. So I really, I really didn't see any deer. Um, not until this past Thursday. Um, I did a hunt in a good location and I scouted with my buddy Dave and uh, we felt pretty good about the area. And there was a couple acorns on the ground nearby and uh, it was a little windy. And there's an edge of a little thick pothole of marsh. Uh, nothing big, but just a little pocket that holds deer. And I had some decent pictures there. And right about at dark, uh, right when the sun was setting, still about 20 minutes of shooting light, I heard a branch crate uh, break down there on the edge of the marsh, but I never got a look. So I don't even know if it was a deer. But uh, my assumption was that it was, and then it just came out of the marsh and headed into the wind, and I was a little bit off. So I was like, well, you know, maybe it was a deer, maybe it wasn't, but I've been throwing some hunts and here I was expecting down south, all these deer, I'm going to be covered up in deer every hunt. I'm getting a little bit like, what am I doing? Like, I suck. I can't, I can't <laughs> see a deer. I can't get a deer in front of me. And I thought it was going to be so easy. My dad's like, oh yeah, you're going to have deer everywhere. And here I am, four sits in, haven't seen a deer yet. And I was like getting a little bummed. And I, do, I didn't hunt my best locations yet, but still. Um, so you, you're so, experiencing how I feel like just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of these I mean, times no, we just gotta, be. we just gotta do something to up your confidence. I, I mean, yeah. I don't care if we have to have you hit one with your car. I mean, that would be an okay. <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe what happened. You're totally going to get one. I got one. <laughs> My truck is ruined, but we're good to go. It's no meat I can use. All right. So sorry. Anyway, when I so when I see truck tracks going through the hayfield, I can just assume that you guys are huh? mm. <laughs> not me, just one guy, <laughs> one guy. 
Uh, yeah. Um, so Sunday rolled around and I was going to hunt in the morning, but uh, my wife had just gotten back. Um, her cousin got married in Arizona and she was uh, maid of honor. So she got back on Saturday. So I was like, well, I can't really go Sunday morning. You know, and she just got home. I feel bad. Uh, and I wanted to hang out with her. And so ended up not going Sunday morning, even though mentally, you know, I had the stand picked. I had, you know, the wind was perfect. I was like, in my head, I was going, and then I decided not to, which eats at me because I, you know, always planning and That's thinking hard. in my head. It is hard. Our it wives is. will never understand said, that we okay. do want to hang out with them, but we also want to hunt. We it's, want to do both things. It's the deer hunter struggle, man. And if you want to be there for your wife, you're trying to be a good family man and do the right thing. Right, right. And, and my wife will bust me too. She, what are you thinking about? Oh, I know what you're thinking about. Rolls her eyes and walks away. I'm like, oh, I gotta tell you something. She goes, "It's about deer hunting." I'm like, yeah. Damn it. Well, yeah, yeah but well, you know, yeah. you gotta hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's pretty patient. She'll listen to it for a little while. What else am I gonna talk about? Yeah. What else would it be about? Right. What, what do mean, you think I'm thinking about? <laughs> well, it ain't fishing season, so kind of is, but yeah, that is a dilemma. All right, all right. We keep interrupting, which we're good for that. No, that's good. Uh, so I said, okay, you know, I was planning on going in the morning and since I didn't go, you know, I get a free pass for the afternoon. Right. Yeah. yeah. She was nice enough to say, yeah. Good. Um, right. It was supposed to be, you know, a pretty, pretty strong Southeast wind. Uh, and I had a spot that I'd driven by, never walked it. Um, but I'd driven by it going to another location, just one side of the property and you really can't see it. It doesn't border a road. Um, so you can kind of look across a private field and I could kind of get a lay of the land as low land Looked like a couple big trees out there <clears throat> that might have been oaks. And I studied it on the map for a while, you know, a couple different nights. And it looks like a no-brainer spot. Like, where are you going to hunt? Like, there's one area that looks good to anybody who's kind of, you know, seen these marsh spots before. And so I, I pulled up Sunday pretty early, probably around 1 o'clock. And there's already a truck in the parking lot. And he had the big jacked-up Chevy with the tethered stickers, the bow I mean, the whole back window with all sorts of hardcore deer so stickers. You're pretty I'm confident. I mean, you're pretty confident he was a bow hunter, but you're not quite sure. <laughs> I, I'm not positive, but you know, it's a strong intuition is telling me he <laughs> might be out there he, bow hunting. He might be. And uh, <laughs> I parked. It's a big parking lot. Well, for the spot, it's you know a couple spots, and I put my uh, maroon Honda Odyssey with the Bigfoot Search Squad sticker right next to him, and I'm nice. like, all right, well, you know, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, so. I, Love it. So I loaded up and uh, I didn't know where he was headed. There's like a main walking path that kind of heads in. And I don't know. I just hoped that he was heading back that way. And I, I cut across a big CRP field um, in the opposite direction. And uh, I'm walking into the wind and uh, I get down kind of close to this corner. Where I got to turn and uh, I get to the private field that I couldn't see from the road. Um, that's kind of on the, uh, northern edge of the property and i see it's corn and it's kind of stunted corn so it's a lot of low spots with little corn i'm like oh hey that's good you know they're probably feeding in that so that's not going to hurt and i know the other side is a hay field so it's nice and green all right you know food on two sides for sure there's going to be deer in here so i start walking along the edge of that field <clears throat> across some grassy stuff and there's trails cutting in and out going into the corn so I just decided every trail I see coming across that grass, I'm just going to follow it to the ditch where the cornfield starts. And it's all, you know, low spot, wet, muddy area. You can see the tracks real easy. I'm just going to check the tracks. 
and that might tell me where to hunt. So I get across the first five or six trails, mostly doe and fawn tracks, and finally I get a little bit closer to the edge of the swamp, and the last trail right on the edge has got a nice big track, and I'm like, all right. I look a little bit further to get a better look at the track, and there's a boot track. Follow oh, on that buck track. So I'm like, all right, did somebody shoot one? It was actually coming off the private land, so I didn't know if somebody if somebody shot one or if somebody just saw a big deer exit the field there and kind of went to check it out. But it, you know, it was a little bit disheartening. Here I'd walked pretty far already, but I'm like, you know what? That's that's just the way it goes. So I said, what do you do? You just keep going. So I just ducked off the grass field and went into the crappy stuff. Um, so I started walking through the crappy stuff, marshy, grassy, and there's tracks in there and there's fresh poop. And I know there's this tiny little waterway that runs through there. And I started making my way to the edge of the water and started finding a couple of decent crossings. And I'm standing there right by this little tiny, I don't know if you can call it a creek, kind of a creek. And uh, I'm just standing there kind of looking, the wind is in my face. And all of a sudden I hear something stand up right in front of me. And on a little tiny oxbow that I didn't even realize was there, this little buck, like a seven, I don't know, maybe a little tiny seven or eight pointer or six pointer or something, stands up like 12 yards away on the other side of the creek. He heard me walking and he jumped the creek and ran right by me and took off. Huh? I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, he's just, right on that little oxbow. Just to clarify, an oxbow, in, like, an oxbow is a bend in a stream, a creek, a river, right? where they might be bedded on the inner side of it. Correct. So that river, or the the little tiny waterway, it bent up to the north, made a little horseshoe, and headed back south. And with that southerly wind, he was just bedded with his, must have been his back to the wind and his belly to the creek, watching watching the creek and smelling anything behind him. And he just barreled off across the little creek and had no idea that I was there. He didn't smell me. He just heard me and... I walked around and I thought, okay, I'll just let him pass. And I worked my way a little bit further down the waterway. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> right on the edge, there was a little crossing. And there was like two fresh, nice rubs on some alder trees. Uh, one of them had an old rub on it. And then this new rub was a little higher. That got me pretty excited. Some fresh buck sign. So I decided to cross right there and make my way toward what I thought was the bedding. Uh, the thicker stuff that I could see on the map. So I crossed and I followed that trail up and shortly after crossing that creek, I could see a couple, just like two or three towering giant white oak trees in front of me. And it just started feeling better and better and better. And you just kind of knew, okay, I got to get somewhere near those oak trees because these deer are obviously bedded right here. So the wind was strong enough that it kind of covered my noise walking through this, you know, green grass. Uh, I was pretty quiet and I just made my way up super quiet, maybe another 60 yards. And there was more tracks, more poop. Um, I didn't see any other rubs, but I was confident that if a buck was there, he was going to be heading toward those oak trees, probably even before he went to the hay field or the cornfield, because those oaks were in good cover. Um, so there's two huge oaks on my left, one big oak on my right, and I found the dead ash tree, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so a dead ash that had a little tiny oak in front of it to offer me a little cover. And it was right on the edge of where... The, the marsh kind of opened up and it was all grassy dogwood brush in front of me. But I knew if I got up, I could see pretty good. So I uh, put my sticks up, put my stand up. And as I got that stand up and I swung my leg up, got on the stand and looked out over that, that bedding area, man, I was just, it looked so nice. Like it just looked, it just looked beautiful. You just knew there's gotta be deer in there. It's 
thick and nice. Um, so I wasn't sitting for too long. It's probably about quarter after four, looking around. I was ranging stuff and uh, sitting for a little bit. And I looked up and in the open grassy stuff right in front of me, I mean, all of a sudden I just saw a rack coming through the grass. Nice. And thought, geez, oh man, that didn't take long. I threw up the binoculars and, you know, nice eight pointer. Um, kind of looking behind him, see if he's a group of deer or if just him was moving. And my first thought was he's walking with the wind at his back toward a little patch of dogwood. And I thought, oh, I bet you he's just moving. He's going to go bed in that patch of dogwood, which is about 45 yards away, 50 yards away. And he just was moving super slow, taking his time, feeding the whole way. Just, I mean, never two steps without taking a bite moving slow like he didn't have a care in the world and it's 4 30 in the afternoon you know three hours before wow shooting almost and yeah. i couldn't believe it you know he's just meandering around and <clears throat> so i tried taking a couple of videos i got my phone and my binoculars and if you've ever done that you know how well that works Jeez, yeah oh man it took so, me like sometimes 10 it works minutes to try to get it <laughs> yeah sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but you got some you got decent footage i, I thought for doing that i've done that before just to get a better picture of, of an object, but never tried videoing. So maybe you'll have to uh, invest in a phone scope or something cool like that to attach your phone to your binos. <laughs> you know, I have a cheap knockoff yeah, one and it's garbage. Sure. So I think that brand specifically phone scope is probably pretty good. I've seen yeah. a lot of good footage from yep. that. But you had that oh, yeah, buck. Yeah, they seem. You had that buck in, yeah, in, in, in. insecurity cover and he was very content and life was good for him. For a little while, anyway. Yeah, life was great. <laughs> he, uh, the closest he was was he was about 43 yards, and he was on the edge of the dogwood patch where I thought he was going to bed. And he started feeding, and then he went into it. And I was like, all right, you know, odds are he's going to you know, lay in there, and then around dark, he's going to make his way toward these oaks. Because that big white oak next to me, the one that was closest, had started dropping acorns. I could hear him, you know, panging and ponging off the branches. I'm like, music to my ears. He's going to hear that. Other deer are going to hear that. They're going to come. And uh, about 10 minutes later, I saw him pop out on the opposite side of the dogwood, still just feeding, walking around. And for about 40 minutes, I just watched him. He maybe covered 40 yards in 40 minutes and was just browsing on everything. Super content. And watching him feed um, made me think that he was a little bit older than what I thought he was at first, just with his rack. Um, I don't know. Young deer seem to move faster and the older deer get the slower they move is what I've noticed. And he's just moving super slow, Good observation. taking his time. And I was like, all right, maybe it's a, you know, maybe this is a better buck than I think it is. And uh, I'm trying to talk myself into, you know, do I shoot it? Do I not? And it came down to it. I was thinking of my son and that day we had with the trail camera. And I'm like, God, it's early. If I get a shot 20 yards, I got to shoot this deer and I can get, get the family out here and it'll just be a good day. And uh, eventually, that's what he did. He he worked in on a trail closer to the creek, and there's a trail about 20 yards from my stand, and he hit that trail, and I was at full draw already. He turned broadside, and I shot. And All right, this is a perfect time to take a quick, tiny break for the shot of the week. All right, the shot of the week is brought to you by Vector Custom Shop. I know we called them out in the beginning, but we call them out again in the middle because we just love them that much, and they make such great products, not to mention they're right here in our backyard out of Wisconsin. 
Vector Custom Shop manufactures arrows that are built to your specifications, specifically your draw, length your draw, weight, the number of cams you have on your bow. Are you hunting out of a tree stand from the ground? Are you hunting elk? Are you hunting hogs? Are you hunting whitetail? They will build the arrows to your specifications. They're gonna be outfitted with an ethics insert outsert system, and they're gonna be shipped and uh, directly to your doorstep, right? So they're gonna arrive at your doorstep. Um, you can skip the, the trip to the archery shop and um, you know let these guys kind of handle some of the heavy lifting, so to speak. If you want to learn more, and I encourage you to do so, please go to vectorcustomshop.com. And if you find something that you like, a test pack of two arrows, you want to buy half a dozen or a full uh, dozen arrows, you can use code where the number two, the word hunt, and you're going to save 10% off. Save some money, enter the code. Uh, today's shot of the week actually uh, is just going to get baked right into the show. It's Derek's shot that he took on the buck. So with that being said, we're just going to get right back into our interview because it was a, it was a great shot. So let's hear uh, the rest of what Derek has to say. Greg, you know, I saw your, your post from both of you guys with that that shot that Greg had, the pass through that doe lengthwise was unbelievable. Um, but I'm shooting the vector custom arrows also. This oh, he's that a boy. And, uh, I sh- Sorry, that's I, exciting. Uh, we love I'm those sh- guys. <laughs> no. Did you use our discount no, code? I, I, no, I didn't. I got these <laughs> you, I got these last March. I talked to right. Mike. Is it Mike from yep. yeah. Vector? Yeah, I talked to him like last. I was in a car wash line like in February and I called them and we discussed the whole thing and I finally got the arrows. So I knew I wanted them for a while, <clears throat> um, but I, I shot that buck and I had read a bunch that the heavier the arrow, you know, everybody's ranch fairy, fairy dusted them. Yep. And yep. people are saying, you know, these, these, these deer don't know that they've been hit. No. So I shot this buck at 20 yards, perfectly broadside. The arrow passed through him. It was a good shot behind the shoulder. The deer didn't move. Literally, boom, I shot, he flinched, like he heard something, and he just stood there. Yeah. And then he bounded. Like, you know when they jump real high, like they're, you know, kind of trying to get away from danger, but they don't really know what the heck's going yeah, on. Yeah, they don't know what he happened. He bounded up and down five times. He ran in front of me, so he maybe covered 12, 15 yards. And you're and like, what happened? 27 yards in front of me, and he just stood there and looked around. And I was like, I swear to God, I hit him. <laughs> like, I know I hit him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he opened his mouth and he kind of started wheezing. Um, I could hear his lungs. And I was like, okay, he's going to tip over. So I was getting my phone out. I was going to video it. And uh, as I'm like trying to get my phone out, I'm just watching him. And he stood there for almost a minute. And I was like, he didn't go down. It's been a minute. I started just feeling bad. Like, why am I going to video this deer when it's still on its feet? Like, I need to get another arrow in it. I just don't like to see him suffer. So I knocked up another arrow, 27 yards guess at where his vitals were because there was a little bit of tall grass i could see the outline of his back but i put a second shot on ended up hitting two inches from the first shot um, right behind the shoulder again passed through and he literally just ticked over he fell right there done i think probably said thank you for that yep. yeah well and i don't think so, he was suffering I, it's I gotta just say, those arrows man yeah there's something aren't they I, I wish they would have passed through a little less so I could find them. I haven't found them yet. They're in the grass somewhere. <laughs> I got to go back and look. Those things aren't cheap, you know? I got to go find them. I just I just watched a video today on the Heavy Arrow group. Well, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it was a... Uh, the yeah. guy shooting straws with lead in them. 
Did you see this? I did not. It's I was pretty, pretty busy with work stuff, so oh, I didn't whatever. get a chance. You Seriously? Dude. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> but it was a really good illustration of like how FOC plays into things. I'll share the link or something, whatever. But that's a... Uh, that's interesting. That's on the Heavy Arrow Hunt Club group on well, Facebook. We just, yeah, we just shared the the most memorable hunt from Bill Thompson with Spartan Forge this like uh, last night. I think I was in bed and I shared that, and uh, you know he had a similar experience that he shot the buck and it didn't. It just acted like it didn't get hit. Took a couple steps and it was like, <clears throat> you know, and then that was it. I called it the gangster buck because it reminds me of those Thug Life YouTube videos where they put the glasses on it and the. Yeah, joint in the mouth. You know what I'm talking about. If you've ever seen these things, they're hilarious. But your deer is pretty pretty hardcore. If it took five five bounds, that's that's totally different. That's. I was I, just show, I, showing a picture of the deer. It, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful buck. Thank you. Yeah, man, you did you did great. Um, yeah. You put a great shot on it, and and in a new area that you've not been exposed to. Like, how do you show up down here in our neck of the woods and and. <laughs> And get it done. Listen to this guy. Uh, so you come onto our turf and then you shoot a deer. <laughs> you know, I'm real happy for you. I'm really happy for you, but come on now. But knock it off. But knock it. Yeah, knock but that way, shit it off. Really, it, really, it really goes to show your ability to read a situation. Like you talked about heading out there, finding these buck tracks, like looking at fresh shine and then seeing a boot and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go into the thick stuff. And you made a decision right there. The way you're thinking about things is interesting to consider because you were able to, to, to like close the gap and get it done. I love it. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, it was, I don't know. Just, you know, you know, it's always part luck, right? You know, but you just sure. try, to try to put yourself in the situation the best you can. And, Right. It seems to me that like, so this year we had a super early opener, right? I mean, it was like the 12th and I, the older I get, the more I realize that like the best hunting, like everybody thinks it's, you know, end of October, early November, but really it seems like you got, if you got September dates, like September and then those October, November dates seem to be the best. Like from what I've seen, I've seen more mature bucks either super early or, and I'm not saying the one I shot is super mature, like he's a younger deer. Like I'm very happy with it, but I'm just speaking in general. I feel like I see those bigger bucks the first two weeks of season. And then October is a little bit tougher to get on them. You know, you can get on them in the right spots. And then the end of October is my favorite. Like that last week in October. Favorite, yeah, crispy, you got crispy leaves and no there. leaves in the tree. I, I, yeah. I started to, it's a beautiful time. I feel like you can really get into some of your better spots early season. If you got like cooler weather, like go sit those good spots. They got all of October to cool, to cool back down, to forget about your presence. But it almost seems like get in there in the beginning and like, see what you can do. And then leave them alone for a little bit. We've, been, we've been running the, the tactic talk series and it's been heavy focus on early season. And everybody that I've been talking to have been killers of big deer and most of those series and episodics have been talking about early season, the deer that are on that pattern from food to bed, bed to food, early, early season where you can afford some mistakes and have some grace in your approach and be aggressive. Um, this has like enlightened me to a whole new approach. If you can stomach the mosquitoes oh, and if you're in Michigan, it, like... I'm sorry, you just can't hunt. Oh. <laughs> 
And mosquitoes, man, I have to say, mosquitoes are prone to whatever blood type I have, and I've been donating quite a lot, but I, I've been trying to get out. They haven't carried you out of your stand me. yet. On me. Yeah. Maybe it's the bush light. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the thermocells work, but I think you need a couple of them, honestly. Like, it's one's not enough, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I did just um, learn that they have a dirt scent for the thermocells. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Greg? I did know. Oh, of course you knew. Yeah, you never told me. Ah. So I got to throw a disclaimer out there, too. I'm not saying that this location was, like, the hardest location to get to. Doesn't but, have to uh, be. The picture with the kids, right? Like, I feel like, guys, you know, you see a picture with some kids in it, little kids like mine, and you're like, wow, that must have been a really easy spot. But I got to give props to my wife because... <laughs> She wrangled those kids. So I shot that buck. I called her from the stand. I was like, hey, you know, it's super early. We got almost two hours of light. Like, you want to bring the kids out? I just shot a buck. And they were super excited to come. And I was like, awesome. I'll come pick you up in 20 minutes, you know, or 30 minutes or whatever it was. I got to get my stand down and get out of here. And as soon as my feet hit the ground and I remembered that this was like a marsh, there was water, <laughs> tall grass. I was like, this is a freaking nightmare. Like, how are we going to get two little kids back here? I remembered how far I was back to the car, and I immediately called my wife, and I was like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. And she's like, they're super excited to come. And I was like, all righty, see you um, in 30 minutes. Okay. And, and <laughs> my drop pin. I mean, it, it was a night. It was tough. There were tears. It wasn't all smiles and high fives. There, it was it was very difficult with the kids, but in the end, I'm glad we did it. Um, but it it was tough. Yeah, my I think our kids are super similar in age. My my daughter just turned three, yeah, and my son just turned right one. Here. So like that would be my my wife is a she is a sport. She is on board, but I would get lashings from from the lift for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like telling a story with Joy, like, oh, she came out with the kids. And she'd be like, I freaking hate you. <laughs> the point where it really hit the fan was so I carried uh, my son out there in like a, you know, the backpack that you carry the kids in. You know, it's got yep. like the little supports and whatnot. And because the, the grass field we're walking through, there's tons of burrs. It's pretty tall. It's over my head, which isn't saying a lot because I'm pretty short. But uh, it's pretty tall, so I was like, he's not going to be able to walk all the way out there. So I carry him, and then my daughter's in a school backpack that I cut holes in the bottom for her to sit in because we didn't have another one. (laughs) So she's with my wife, and we cross a creek. So we go across that water, and my wife's like, oh, my God, like, are we there yet? You know? And like, yeah, yeah, not too much further, I promise. Yeah, not far away. (laughs) I must have been further than I thought. Yeah, yeah. He's he's right up here, you know? I can smell him. Yep, mm mm-hmm. And, uh, so we get out there and then, you know, I, I got the deer and I flipped it over. So, you know, he was, he's not seeing all of it, but he's interested a little bit. And all of a sudden I'm like finishing up gutting and taking, taking my knife and putting it away. And I look at my wife and I said, Ashley, how, how are we going to get out of here? I said, this deer probably weighs as much as I do, maybe more. And I'm going to carry yeah, drag it yeah. on my back and drag, and drag this deer. I was like, this is the best this part is, of the story. This is completely crazy. What was I thinking? <laughs> so I don't know. I maybe made it 60 yards with him on my back and pulling this deer before I was like, I'm going to die. Like, I, this is this is horrible. Um, so a friend of mine from the area who I actually meant from uh, shed hunting for moose, uh, he lives in the area and he was nice enough to end his on early and meet me out there. 
and the guy sprinted across the grass field and met me when I got the buck up to the edge of the grass field and he helped me get it out. Thank God. Otherwise they'd probably still be pulling on that. (laughs) (laughs) So like when the time of the photo, when your son's like sticking out his tongue, like at that point, was it like, okay, let's take a picture and your mosquitoes are buzzing. Like the deer hasn't been gutted yet. You're like, you've just gotten there. All right, let's do the photo. Yeah. Oh my God. What so, a, I could just so hear the nightmare. He, he's smiling. I'm like internally panicking because I'm like, we have like 12 minutes of light. And, and like, we have one flashlight. I forgot my headlamp in the van. Oh my God. I'm like panicking. This, like, this we got to gut quick. this thing and get these kids out of the woods. So I'm trying to smile in the picture. But inside, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> You're never going to hear the end of it. The story that's going to be on the wall when you get this thing mounted. Whether it's a European or a full mount, man. Oh, man. The fact that your kids and wife are going to be able to tell the story with you (laughs) through their own lens. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. Like, we talked uh, months ago when when I talked to you guys last, uh, how, like, the adventure style of hunting, like, really appeals, you know, to some people. And uh, even with the kids, like, that adventure, like, bringing them out there and is, like, as crazy as it was, like, that's the kind of thing that's like going to stick with me. And then like, my son is already talking about it constantly today. We're eating dinner. He's like, dad, do you want to put on camouflage and hunt big bucks? I was like, yeah, buddy, let's do it. Like, oh my God, I, I love stuck with him a little bit. And like, and it made me the biggest smile. I looked at my wife and she was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. That's great. My daughter's like, do you want to snuggle and watch hunting? I'm like, what? Yes. And then we're watching like meat eater. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's pretty great. And then the movie, what's that movie with all the balloons up? Oh, adventure is out there. So she says yep. that all the time. And I'm like, let's go on an adventure. And like adventure for us is like, I bring her into the woods, right? And we hike and, and she thinks it's like the best thing in the world. Although she stops every awesome. half a second to pick up like a rock or a pine cone and we can't get anywhere ever. So it's, it's rough. She's not the only one. My son does the same thing. I'm like, no, no, come on. Keep keep moving. Hurry, hurry up. Stop stopping. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone two feet. It's been an hour. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> Congratulations. And are you, are you butchering it yourself? Or are you taking it in somewhere? Or? Well, uh, funny, funny that you asked because, you know, as ill prepared as I was, we, you know, we have the van there. I brought a bunch of like, I had a tarp to put it in the back, but you know, not ideal situation. So my friend who came out there and helped me drag, thank God for him, but uh, he's got a truck and he's like, you know what? He's like, just throw it in my truck. He goes, I make my own schedule at work. I'll run it into to a meat place that I know of. It's right by your house. And uh, I'll drop it off in the morning. You just give him a call and tell him what you want him to do with it. Because I had to work on, you know, a Sunday night. So Monday morning I'm at school. So he was, you know, like a godsend to, to help me out and take care of it. So I stopped in there yesterday when I was done with work. And they, uh, <clears throat> they're going to save the head for me. I'm just going to do a European mount on it. Beautiful. And uh, I told them what kind of steaks and whatnot I'm going to get. And, uh, normally I like to do it myself, but it, it was just not going to work with it being warm on Monday and I had yeah. to leave it sit all day. I just didn't want to risk it. So I'm just going to get it processed out of place. Yeah. That's not terrible at all. That's great. Hopefully they, hopefully they do a good job. Are you getting any special cuts out of it or anything? Um, no, I just do, I do full um, non-butterfly, full loins, all the steaks you can get out of the hams. Yep. And then uh, I'm just having the rest made up into burger. And then I like to make my own stuff with the burger meat, you know, sure. do some sausage and jerky and whatnot. And 
Cool. So that's the plan. And then I got a couple of doe tags. So I got a new saddle on the way. It's coming right now. Oh, so what'd I'm you choose? To do some doe whacking. Uh, actually, actually, a guy that I met just on a saddle hunting forum, he's been making a few of his own. And it's kind of a knockoff of, hate to say it, but, you know, kind of playing off of some of the bigger companies' designs. And uh, he set me up with a design he made that's similar and affordable. So he, he custom made it for me. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, wow. How exciting is that? You know, I was just talking to a buddy of mine um, before, like earlier today, and, and he's like, man, when you get a saddle, like, I want to come try it because, like, I, you know, I want to see what it's like before I pull the trigger. So there's a lot, and there's no trade shows this year. And uh, honestly, at trade shows, you can try them out. And because that, you know, because of COVID, yeah. you're not able to do that. So I have a couple um, coming from, um, Oh my God. Latitude outdoors, the method. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to try those out. I, I had hunted out of an arrow or not an arrow. Uh, yeah, I was an arrow hunter. No, oh, Anthony no, did the arrow and I did the tethered. Did so the tethered ma- I hunted us maybe. Yeah. I hunted with deer vein last year. Um, I'm gonna hunt with him again this October, early October, but I tried to saddle last year and I, I loved it. And I, it's so funny because there's all this like rhetoric around like, Oh, try a saddle and you never shut up, right? And so I don't mean to be that person. Yeah. But honestly, that it was a really good experience. I, I um, there was not a lot to say negative about it at all. Um, in fact, it was so much on the positive side of the scale that I'm like, okay, I got to do this. So I'm uh, patient, patiently, eagerly awaiting the arrival of um, my Latitude Outdoor saddles, and uh, so Greg and I can try them out and put them to the test. But Greg, you haven't tried a saddle yet, have you? No, I've not saddle hunted. I'm, I've always been either off the ground or on a on a tree stand. Always a lone wolf. You're or bigger old... than me, so maybe you'll get the two piece. Really? <laughs> Thanks. Had a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I had the uh, Arrow Hunter. I think it was a Kestrel. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, Kestrel yeah. saddle, probably for three years, and. I, you know, I like it, you know, it's enjoyable, but I find myself almost 50, 50 between the tree stand. I still use my tree stand a lot. Um, what I found about the saddle that I liked, especially up North in the big woods is with my saddle. And then I cut down my lone wolf sticks and kind of did the mini stick thing a couple of years ago. And you can just get around so easy that like, if you're ever doing like a scout, like I'm going to scout till I find good sign. Like you can't beat wearing a saddle and carrying little, you know, mini sticks. You're like, like a you ninja. Can go you want. You're like, just so it's nimble. Not like wearing, it's like wearing nothing. Yeah, it changes. Yeah. Like honestly, That's for me, it like changes my mindset. Like having having a standard back, you just feel like a freaking turtle. It it's just not. You move like a turtle, so I don't want to hear it, man. I'm a ninja, <laughs> okay? Regardless, a ninja turtle. I when I was a kid, I pretended to be a ninja, like. All of my childhood, I watched like That's the not three what your ninjas, mother said. the Karate Kid. By the way, the Netflix series uh, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Like no I, confession, confession, lame. confession. Have you even watched it yet? We've been watching it. Bullshit. It's lame as shit. Bullshit. Then you didn't watch enough Karate Kid. <laughs> it's lame as shit. It's Ralph Macchio, <laughs> not a good actor. It's Sorry, so it's totally lame. Oh, man. See, rabbit hole. Here we go. Went from talking about cool stuff to lame shit like. Cobra Kai. Uh, weigh in, folks. Weigh in. Are you a Cobra Kai? Are you a, a LaRusso? No. 
man. Like if you were born in eighty, I was born in eighty six. Okay, so yeah, like, yeah, you're a young pup. I'm, I'm like right there. Like I am their target demographic. I'm like, you feed me more. I'm all about it. It's a problem. I'm eighty. I'm eighty seven, Eric. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of youngins. <laughs> That's so great. But no, the saddles. You really do feel nimble, lightweight. For honestly, like I, I hung the stand that you had lent me, mm-hmm. and which was the heavier, the two, the bigger, the no, bulkier. And that doesn't that doesn't matter. But like, look, I'm not really well equipped for like I didn't have the thing that keeps me attached to the tree the whole time I'm hanging sticks. No, and I I almost questioned if you did because I had a spare lines lineman's belt mm-hmm. that you could have borrowed with the carabiner. So here I am, like it. trying to like you know uh, yeah sling across the thing and like. See, just, this is what happens when you and, you and I don't hunt enough together. So mm-hmm. now I know what I have to give you for Christmas or a when birthday I saddle, or something. I never left the safety of no because you have it on tree. there. It's so, on there already. Uh, you know, I'm the whole time thinking, I'm like, boy, oh boy, if I fall out of this effing tree, that is one of the huge benefits to a saddle. Yep, it your safety harness is built in. Yeah. It's right there. Yep. So all you need you need sticks and you need something to stand on when you get to the top. Whether it's a platform or a stick, a, a ring of ring of sticks or a ring of steps or something, you need something to be able to maneuver mm-hmm. around on top. So when I hunted with deer van, we just it was just a stick with two prongs, right? It was just sure. like a full stick, and it was the muzzy, muddy, what is it? Muddy stick. Yeah, the muddy stick. And those those are pretty durable. Derek, what are you using? Are you using a platform, or are you a stand? Or were you stand hunting this go around? Uh, so when I when I got the buck this year, so I haven't I sold. I sold the Kestrel saddle that I okay. had to, to afford this new one. Uh, so I, I've been hunting out of my lone wolf all season. I got, uh, I think Greg, you got the same one as me. I got the old sand casted yep. aluminum, yep. uh, lone wolf, you know, the lighter one. The lighter and one. What I did is I took my, uh, yep. I took the seat post. I had an alpha stand, took the seat post off. You and got I the, uh, platform did... adjustability. So you can yep. level it Threw that on there. And then the seat off of the old, Lone Wolf is what all the saddle hunter guys like for making a platform. Sure. So I made myself a platform, and then I I've also got a ring of steps. My dad just had a bunch of old uh, Amer steps that he bought, you know, 30 years ago and right. never used. So I got a ring of steps. I actually prefer the ring of steps. I like having my feet on both sides of the tree. My knees never have to rest against the tree. That's would you nice. would you consider getting knee pads for that? Because I I thought that like immediately when I was hunting, I was like, oh man, if I had he's knee not pads. a knee pad guy because his legs fit on both sides of the tree. He's uh-huh. saddling like a horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got knee pads because I've got that sat or that uh, that lone wolf. I made that platform out of the seat. Mm-hmm. Um, but bring in that and then bring in the knee pads. It just it works better for me. It feels more comfortable for me just to use the ring of steps. So I actually prefer the ring of steps. Sure. And it burns, burns, burns the ring of steps. <laughs> There's a, something there, guys. There's something there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're close. You're close. <laughs> it doesn't burn, but it kills the deer. <laughs> it's Johnny Walker Black Label. Like That's what's there. So when you when you got the buck that As long you as your got, pee doesn't burn. That's right. Wherever gets your pee hot, Greg. Did you... <laughs> Did you, um, were you hunting out of saddle or stand when you got that big guy? Stand. You okay. Weren't, you weren't listening, were you? Well, I was, but I just needed to refresh. You you had a, you had an agenda. Probably responding to someone on the thing. ADD, oh, I tell you. Levi, I, I Levi Carey Levi. made a dirty remark about Levi pads. <laughs> <laughs> I was, someone was going to do it. it had to uh, yeah, Levi would do it. You son of a Thanks, gun. Levi. You took it right away from me. It's good. 
I didn't have to say it. <laughs> I tell you. Anyway, Derek, you were saying, okay. as you were, as you were. Yeah, I, I've been lucky enough to kill a couple of deer out of the saddle. And, you know, they each have their place, you know. Yep. You know, whatever, whatever kind of terrain you're hunting, whatever your plan is for the day, you know, you kind of make it match. But I like having both. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to play uh, some ACDC for sure. Did you hear we had a we had a memorable hunt? Uh, who remind me again, Greg? Maybe you know who was it? Oh yeah, it was deers and beers. Deers and beers. That play. He's like he. This wasn't even was a joke. He actually played uh, Ted Nugent, Fred Bear on his cell phone. Um, you know, with his earpods in, and then a buck showed up. <laughs> He's like, I reach into my bag of tricks, and I kid you not, I played Fred Bear by Ted Nugent, and out came the buck. <laughs> if you don't follow those guys, you need to go follow those they're guys because they're, they're dudes. pretty entertaining and they're good dudes. One dude's like, you know, our age, you know, older kids, you know, living life, and then the other's like this college kid that just beer bongs all the time. <laughs> so it's a good balance. <laughs> they're cousins. <Good> Well, dude, this has been fun. I'm sorry that you weren't here in studio to hang out with us, but I think at some point we'll make that happen. Like we're, we're not going anywhere, you know, we'll be around for a long time and I I don't think you're going anywhere. In fact, you're even closer to us. So it's even more likely that that'll be the case. And if nothing else, we're getting together to shoot some bows or we're going to go crash our pal Dave's house. Dave's probably not listening. I think think that's been in order. I think it is in order. So maybe... Dave, we're coming for you. That's right. We don't know when yet, but we are coming for you. And I promise you, I will lose an arrow in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I'll kill a tree. If you want to come help look for some vector arrows, I've got a pair of them lost in the grass field. You let me know. Maybe I not will... those ones, but any future, uh, you need some help <laughs> tracking on that far. <laughs> Maybe you and I need to go up and quote unquote scout that area and find your arrows come spring when the grass lays down. Yeah. We can do that. that. Sounds good to me. Oh yeah, it's cool. By the way, if you want to enter our giveaway, you can win some Vector Custom Shop arrows. They're a part of the giveaway, so you'll get uh, half a dozen if you win. If you win. Well, that 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 put me right back where I need to be. So I'm gonna have to do that. The odds are actually pretty good. I think we only have like 12 or 13 members, so like we're giving away like seven things. So you're gonna win something. There's a really strong chance. Those are 12 <laughs> or 13 people that feel really sorry for us. What do you mean? <laughs> or they just like us that much. Yeah, good point. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Pity party of 13. They probably like you guys. Look, the I money just so. goes towards the giveaway. That's what that's what happened. Like, we don't actually, like, do anything with the money other than go buy the, the stuff that you're going to win. So you're just paying us to pick what you're going to win. <laughs> it's just kind maybe, of funny. Uh, maybe, one of these, hey, maybe one of these days we can work in, uh, I can paint up, like, a... One of the turkey feather paintings that I do, I can make up Dude, a cool oh, we'll like, throw that I in. didn't even so think about that. That would be freaking awesome. That's a good giveaway idea. We do them every three months. So, like, the next one's we're announcing it September 30th. So, that's the end of Q3. So, then we'll do another one at the end of Q4. So, that'll be, like, New Year's. Um, I think that'll yeah, be our next one. Good. Yep. It'll be our third one. So, this is our second one coming up. The first one went pretty well. We... We gave away vector arrows. We gave away Venado stuff, OKS Hunter stuff. We gave away, what's the other bigger thing? We gave away some free uh, butchering from a, Outdoor Addiction Outdoor Taxidermy. Outdoor Addiction Taxidermy. We did a tethered mantis. A tethered mantis saddle. saddle. That's right. Yeah, we bought that. 
this wow. go around, where do we um, at Exodus uh, camera and Exodus lift two and a solar, solar panel, panel, which is nice because if you're running, even wow. if you're running, uh, like I always run lithium ion batteries in mine. I've they're had enough. Cheap. No, they're not. But I've had enough bad experience with alkaline batteries in my cameras where yep. temperature change, the damn things leak. All of a sudden, you got a corroded battery tray. I don't have that problem with with the with the lithium ion batteries. Yes, they're expensive, but I will I'll have to change alkalines twice depending on the weather. You know, if it's winter, I'll probably have to change them three times. And the time mm-hmm. I have to change them, I have to change lithium ion batteries once. I know they're expensive. See, not to brag, but earlier yeah. earlier this fall, uh-huh. or sorry, this summer, I was at Costco. We were doing some grocery shopping, and they had uh, what was it, a twenty pack of Energizer Ultimate Lithiums. Yep. For I think it was I think it was like nine ninety nine no. for twenty batteries. Which wow. is you pirate! I bought like two hundred lithium batteries. You are <laughs> a pirate. So then, like, right? If you get the solar panel. Yeah, that that thing kicks on and and does what it can to. You might get four or five months out of battery. It all depends on the location. Uh, solar panel is only going to yeah, work if you yeah. get good solar gain. Yeah, you know you have to have it in an area where the sun's hitting it. So yeah. if it's an edge of a bean field like Derek and I are setting some of our stuff on, and you can get that thing up in the sun for most of the day. That's money. That's money. Yeah. You're not That's you're not worried energy. about changing batteries, right? You know, by you know from June to September. So and we're so we're so we're giving away that, and then also a um, an HHA uh, Tetra site, a single yep. pin Tetra. That's a nice site. An HHA USA Very hat nice. and shirt. Yep. I just here's the thing, Lynn. I I won't. I can't remember on call like specifically. All another set of a, vector of arrows. Yep. Um, some OKS Hunter stuff, some some, some of our stuff. I think some heated hunt stuff. Yep. It might be some um, heated hunt. And then we're gonna just go buy some random shit at the end, like the day before. So anybody who wants to win <laughs> some random shit. <laughs> whatever sign whatever on Greg up. and I decide. And yeah. then some where to hunt swag. My wife has been making these like tumblers. They're nice tumblers. That look like wood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the tumbler. She yeah, she yeah. made a few more. So I have I have a couple in the can. Like my goal is for us to sell some of those on the site, but I just keep giving them away. So I have uh, a few that I'm ready to give away. And so I'll throw in a koozie and a sticker and a decal and all that stuff. So it's, you know, I'll just stack them into the, into the mug, but yeah, there's, it's fun. Eric, how do you, how do you do it? How do you enter it again? How do you enter your contest? Uh, what do you gotta do? I think, so you just go to where to hunt app.com. And then um, we have like a page on our site that is called giveaways, I believe. Oh boy, where is it? Oh, I see smoke. H- hold on here. Look at you put me on the spot. Like, I'm glad you did that. Well, I, I just wanted to enter. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. No, no, no. <laughs> we're we're going to figure this out. We're gonna figure, so it's, it's weirdohuntapp.com slash giveaways. And uh, that will put you in the place to, um, you know, sign up. Get signed up and yeah, yep. yeah. We gotta awesome. like we gotta like skirt some rules because Patreon says, "Hey, this sounds like gambling. You can't do that." So I had to like put some stuff on our website that explained everything and then forward people onto Patreon because they were gonna like you know kick me off <laughs> their platform. So huh. it is what it is. <laughs> 
Anyways, cool. we're at huntapp.com slash giveaways. You'll find the you'll find the home there. Otherwise, Instagram, uh, there's a link in our bio and all that jazz. So but like where can people find your stuff? Yeah, where can we find you? Um so I got an Instagram. It's the great outdoors, um, art doors. And uh, I don't have a ton of art stuff on there. It's mostly just family and hunting stuff. So mainly hunting stuff. Um, and then uh, I don't know. I have, an, I have an art page on Facebook just called Derek Melkor Art Page. Uh, but it's not super duper up to date. I need to do better on that. Um, but yeah, anytime somebody messages Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, I do a lot of commission pieces that I don't have pictures of on there. So um, that's a good way to reach me. If anybody's interested in mostly wildlife artwork and deer, fish, turkey, all that good stuff. So you can find some of those pictures on Instagram and on Facebook, Derek Melkor art page. And then you have one other thing that I'm aware of. Um, Your obsession with trail cams is about as bad as mine is. Don't you have something to do with that as well? Uh, yeah, uh, my buddy Dave Bechtel and I started a mm-hmm. Wisconsin Whitetail Trail Cam page back when we were in college as a way for us to share trail cams with each other before the days of, you know, texting pictures, like, it's so sure. easy. So we, we used to do that, and we've, we've grown a little following there, nothing crazy, but we, we do a little posting on there. That's on Facebook and Instagram, Wisconsin Whitetail Trail Cam. Excellent. Oh, rock on. That's you guys. Okay, cool. If I'm not a part of that, I, I might be, but I'll yeah. have to make sure that I am. If I'm not, cool. Well, cool. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me, guys. It was Absolutely. A lot of fun. Yeah. Anytime. And uh, thanks for coming on with us, everybody. That we're gonna go ahead and end the live broadcast. So thanks for tuning in. We'll get this thing broadcasted tonight. Have a good night. What's up, everyone? Anthony Heller here with DeerVane. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. And this week's tip of the week has to deal with location, location, location. When you find a good spot, a lot of people will go, all right, here's the spot, here's where I wanna be, uh, but there aren't any good trees in the area. I need to find a different area, like along this trail or along this area that has a good tree that I can get into and get set up. And a lot of people get stuck in that mindset that they have to hunt from a tree stand. That is just not true at all whatsoever. A lot of people are very successful hunting from the ground every year. So finding that intersection of trails, you know, that scrape, um, that that perfect food source, that fe- that intersection, whatever you're looking for, when you find it, you want to hunt that regardless of if there's a good tree or not. Maybe that means you're setting up a deadfall, deadfall little blind. Maybe that means you're just standing behind a tree and trying to hide. Um, whatever it is, just get your wind in, get the wind in your favor and set up on that area, you know, as where you're comfortable in terms of distance. When you're on the ground, you are going to get picked a lot easier by deer. Like it's just easier for them to see you, right? One of the advantages of being in the tree stand, why people like tree stands. But at the same time, if you're comfortable shooting 20, 25, 30 yards, you know, setting up 30 yards away really helps spread that distance out. So it's less likely that they're going to see you. So, you know, if, if that location, if you're, you know, your furthest spot 
is if you can get 30 yards away, then get 30 yards away rather than set up 10 yards away. But if you if you can only set up 10 yards away, just be on your game and be ready. So I hope that helps. You know, you guys, it's all about location and figuring out that spot and doing whatever it takes to be in that spot when the deer come through that area. All right, catch you guys later. All right, that's a wrap. That's the end of the show today. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to check back every week as we produce the show weekly. Be sure to check out our tactic talk, our most memorable hunts. If you have a story to share, please share it with us. Uh, you can share your most memorable hunts or a shot for the shot of the week. Uh, if you have any questions about how to submit that stuff to us, just let us know. Send us a message through whichever social platform you find us on or you can send us an email to whatever works for you. Uh, also, please leave us a review and rating on iTunes. If you're on iTunes and listening there, that will be fantastic. We love, love, love the feedback, and it helps us make sure we're putting a good content for you, the listeners. Uh, lastly, our giveaway is coming up. We are approaching it fast. Uh, we're going to announce the winner, maybe not necessarily on 9.30. Let me check the calendar here real quick. That is a Wednesday, so likely what we'll do is uh, announce the winner on Tuesday, 9.29, so you can get entered into the giveaway any day before that, all the way up until the 28th, which is Monday. And so if you go to wheretohuntapp.com, you can click on the giveaways page and you can enter for an entry to win. And we're going to do it every three months. And the prizes will get bigger and bigger and bigger as we continue to grow our Patreon subscribers. So those are some of the announcements that I had. Thanks so much for listening and supporting our sponsors and things of that nature. Good luck in the woods. We hope everyone's season is off to a great start and F mosquitoes. <laughs> I'll just say that there, especially in Michigan. If you haven't heard about what's going on over there, my gosh. Anyway, uh, everybody have a great day. Have a great week and hunt public. <laughs>